Hello and welcome once again to Oakwood Connects. Today we're going to look at some verses that this day and age they seem to be the most abused verses. Well hello once again we are here you might think uh, you might notice right away that it sounds a little different usually pastor uh, does the introductions and then I pipe up later on pastor is up at our camp meeting setting up so today we have a special guest we have with us today elder Jelani Grady hello hey hello glad to be with you and uh, I'm excited about uh, just talking about the Bible is something that I love to do and and what an amazing topic and uh, you were right about that um, that is some of the most un misused uh, scriptures so I'm glad yes. to get a chance to talk about it today with you so today we're gonna look at uh, the verses that only pertain to Christianity and uh, like I said usually I guess today I'm in in what they call the big chair because usually this is where the the pastor would uh, introduce these things but I'm going to introduce today and uh, so Jelani if you could read the verses we're gonna be looking at sure we're gonna uh, start with Matthew chapter 7 and uh, we're going to go from verse 1 to verse 5. And the Bible says in verse 1, Judge not that ye be not judged. Verse 2, For with what judgment ye judge ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And verse 3 says, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? And verse 4, Oh, how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. And verse 5 says, Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shall ye see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. All right. So once again, those, those verses right there, the... Thou shall not judge. And, you know, we were just kind of tongue-in-cheek talking about how these verses are used against Christianity mm -hmm. a lot of times. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were, we're often told that we shouldn't judge. And uh, it's something that it's always kind of annoyed me, to mm -hmm. be quite honest. Mm -hmm. when, when we're told not to judge, what, what, what thoughts do you have as far as that goes? You know, I think that... When the person is saying, do not judge me, what is the context and how did we get to that point where if someone is saying, you shouldn't judge? Mm -hmm. It is the mindset of who's asking or who's saying that to uh, the other person. Who, is, who are the two in play here? Right. One person is saying, listen, you shouldn't put a judgment upon what I'm doing or my lifestyle or what I'm engaging in. Mm -hmm. And the other person, whoever is saying the judgment, has seen something or is looking at something and then making a judgment of that person. You know, I always find this interesting because uh, it's it in the when this is brought out, when these verses are brought out, it's always in the it always seems like anyway, it's somebody who isn't a Christian, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're saying to a Christian, right. hey, hey, you're not supposed to judge me. And right. what I find funny about that is, is that 
right away they've judged you. Mm -hmm. I would argue, you know, it seems the world likes to say that uh, Christianity seems to have the corner market on judgment. Mm -hmm. But really, I would argue this is a human being problem. This isn't a Christian problem Mm -hmm. because we do this all the time. We judge all the time. You know, when we, as soon as we meet somebody, we're sizing them up, right? right? And so, you know, it's almost silly to say, uh, now that you're a Christian, you shouldn't be able to have any ideas. And that's, by the way, that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's not saying, uh, okay, now that you're a Christian, you're just this doormat. You have no thoughts, mm-hmm. right? You you just, uh, you should just accept everything. Is that, I mean, that's not what he's saying here. No, I think also though, <clears throat> Um, when you look at a person who is rejecting this judgment, saying, listen, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be doing that, Um, the scripture attacks or looks at the Christian, and it's giving some um, statements here. There's some hypocrisy here in in these verses. So um, I think that the person is saying, you shouldn't judge me, or they don't like someone, or maybe it's the delivery of the judgment, mm-hmm. or um, as the Bible talks about the hypocrisy, somebody is not happy with what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I think that in that time, you know, we're looking at a lot of hypocrisy that was going on in that time. Um, a lot of the Jewish leaders were casting uh, um, harsh judgments on people, and they're like, wait a second. You're doing the same thing. You know that's interesting that you bring that up because yeah. you're absolutely correct. They, you know, at the time, the uh, the the preachers, the the mm-hmm. the Pharisees, and this, they had uh, they would tell people, "Thou shall not, thou shall not, thou mm-hmm. shall not." Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, they had temple prostitutes, right? right? <laughs> so they were engaging in all kind of nonsense, right? And so I think the Bible is, you know, we as Christians, there's a thing called righteous judgment. Mm. Um, uh, uh, the Bible talks about a righteous man judging righteously or looking at and surveying and judging all things in righteousness, though. Right. So there's a way of a judgment that you make um, that is looking at a person and saying, um, how can I help you out of the situation mm-hmm. that I know and that I see that you're in? Because really, in order for us to make a righteous judgment, There are some things that have to take place to where we can actually offer them a righteous judgment. Mm -hmm. But in these verses, it's dealing with two people. It's dealing with the person that is judging and then the person that is being judged. Mm -hmm. And what is the conditions or what is that condition where that can take place to where it's healthy and it's loving and it's something where you, who's doing the judgment, is not hypocritical. You know, it's one of the hardest things to uh, convey when yeah. you're when you're talking with people. Mm-hmm. You, when you're witnessing, as far as uh, you know, the gospel, you you're giving the gospel, and you're talking about a perfect being. Mm-hmm. You're talking about God, who right. is the perfect perfect being, and Christ is the perfect being, and. Right away, people seem to they get defensive yeah. when when you do that, and they feel judged. I used to be on the other end of that. I used to feel the same thing. I you, you bring Christ to me, and and you're what you're 
this this is the this is the rub, as they say. Uh, you're presenting something. You're not saying, "Hey, you're a horrible person." Right. I'm presenting this to you because you're a horrible person. Right. But at the same time, sometimes that's what that feels like. Yeah, you're presenting this to me because I'm a horrible yeah. person. I think the thing also <clears throat> is that what what is the real issue here is sin. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Right. Sin is the reason why the human condition is a struggle. Or it is, uh, or people find themselves in bad situations or horrible lifestyles. Mm-hmm. It is because of sin, right? And the human condition. Everyone deals with sin, right? And so, when someone comes to you and says, "You know, you shouldn't be doing that," um, what is the issue, real issue here? We love sin. Mm-hmm. We're uh, our flesh automatically wants to go that way since the fall we have struggled sin hasn't been the dominant issue in the world right and so we're looking at humans who have fallen who are sinful right and so it does not feel good when you're living in sin mm-hmm. wanting to sin loving to sin and then you have somebody coming to you and basically blowing up your world and saying hey you shouldn't be doing that. There's another way that you can do things. Right. At first glance, for that person, it's like, wait a second, who in the world are, who are you? Who are you? Right. Coming to me, mm-hmm. telling me this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's I like what I'm doing. Right. And that is the hardest thing to to again to convey is right. that look, I'm not attacking you personally. Right. There is a higher thing right. going on. Yeah. But sin is it, man. Yeah. We, we we love it and and uh and we do not like people telling us that we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the the Christian and our churches, you know, if we see a brother or something, you know, coming to us, say, listen, hey, you should probably shouldn't be doing it. Automatically, our defenses go up, mm-hmm. right? We're like, wait a second, who in the, you know, why are you telling me that? And, you know, automatically, our humanness, we want to deflect. Right. And we want to get that thing off of us as soon as we can. And so in this verse, is really talking about, um, you know, the, the person really not liking the judgment, but it can be wrong, a wrong way and a right way, obviously, from this text mm-hmm. that we're discussing that someone is judging and, right. and and it's not the correct way. So I think that, um, but there's a, there's a process also of, it says that, you know, um, cast out the beam of thine own eye before you can do this judgment the Bible was talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so there is a righteous judgment, but there's a process, I guess, that somebody has to go through to be able to do that, I would say. You know, uh, you just mentioned verse 3 as far as, you know, why uh, my Bible reads, why do you look at the speck in your brother's mm-hmm. eye and do not consider the plank in your own? Right before that, it says uh, in verse 2, it says, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. Mm-hmm. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Isn't it easy to see the speck or the plank in our brother's eye, right? right? We do and not the see the one in our yep. own. We're so we're so good at that. We're so good at seeing other people's mm-hmm. flaws and pointing them out. Yeah. And you know, Jesus is saying, look, you know, there's this new. Exp- uh, it's kind of a new expression out there, and. There's a part of it that I, I I understand, I get it, and it you know it goes basically you know not my circus, not my monkeys, right? And, right. And there's a part of that that I I understand, mm-hmm. and it, it there's there's a um, uh, like a deeper meaning to it, which is 
you know, a lot of times we like to look at other people's situations Mm -hmm. and we like right away again. And again, this isn't a Christian problem. This is a human being problem. Mm -hmm. We, we judge up their, the situation, right? right? Why don't they do this? Mm -hmm. Or why don't they do that? Because after all, I've done that. Look, people wouldn't watch the news if they didn't do this, Mm -hmm. because ultimately the news is horrible and we wouldn't. We wouldn't watch it if we if it almost wasn't a game to right, us. Right. You know, we we hear about somebody who has um, they've led the police on a police chase or something like that, and then they finally get caught. There's something in us. We all go, well, they deserved it. Right. Good for you know, good they got them. They deserved it, right? There's something about mm-hmm. that that it's it's entertainment to us. You know, my uh, my father-in-law has moved in with us, and I am watching way more news. "Quote unquote," than I've ever watched in my life. It's harsh. Boy. It's on all day long, and uh, it is an entertainment thing. Yeah, they're not trying to inform us. Yeah, very little information. Most of it is entertaining mm-hmm. us, and it's lowest common denominator. Yeah. It seems like yeah. too, you know. Because yeah. when you look at the human condition, you know, this is why with Christians we can't be. You know, we shouldn't be so harsh on people right? because of the fact that, you know, uh, when we become Christians, we somehow sometimes forget. Amen. Everyone has a story. You know, everyone has come from some place. Everyone has struggled with something. And then to then turn around when you become Christian, become holy, you know, and then to turn around and be so harsh on an individual because they're struggling. And some of those same things you have struggled with yourself. Right. I've often said, you know, people that bank on uh, grace yeah. so much yeah. are so, it's, sometimes it's so hard for us to give it. Yeah. Yep. You know, we want grace. We accept grace. We understand that aspect of it and we accept it. And then we're so, we're so tight with it at yeah. the same time. And we don't want to give it to people and, and we can be still struggling. Right. And then turn around and treat someone else or say something to someone else so harshly like, Joker, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. You yourself are doing the same the thing. The exact same things. And and so that you know, that does bring us to this this whole plank in the eye thing. You know, it is often it's it's funny how we can dwell on something about somebody. And and really the heart the the, the uh, what do I want to say here? The, the thing about judging is, and you just talked about it, it is so hard for us as human beings mm-hmm. to step out of ourselves. Right. The problem with judging is we fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. The part of the story that we don't know, we fill in with our own baggage. Right. Because it's impossible for us to know, you know, it's impossible for me to know why Jelani does what he does. Right. It's impossible because I'm not Jelani. Right. But what I can do in my mind is is fill in the blanks. The things I don't know, well, I put in my own problems, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the problem that we have. Is as again, as human beings, we we tend to fill in the blanks. And the problem with that is we can be completely wrong, right? So here we are judging something. We're judging a story that we've made up mostly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and 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 that could not be the case at all, right? Right. And, and so that's you know. So when he talks about the plank in, uh, in your own eye, isn't it funny that when you're judging. And it gets exposed. Right. You know, really, brother? Because you do blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. It does seem like all of a sudden you've got this big plank. It's right. almost kind of comical the way he puts it. You've got this big plank hanging out of your eye. Um, 
So, and, and he says that, and again, in verse two, do not, uh, again, the, whatever you judge, it'll be, you'll be judged that measure too. Right. And basically warning, saying, listen, um, you know, uh, don't come after people when you're doing the same things that they're doing and cast this judgment upon them because guess what? I got some for you too because you're being hypocritical with that, you know, what you're judging someone knowing that you're doing or struggling with some of the same things. Mm -hmm. And I think if we look at sin as a whole, you know, we can't think of ourselves better than someone else. The Bible's constantly saying all have sinned, right? right? Mm -hmm. You know, he, he puts that thing right in our face. Like, listen, you are no better than anybody else just because you got some 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 righteousness, a little bit of knowledge, you, right? little, little knowledge <laughs> of me, and, and now you feel that somehow you're uh, you know above them, and and even to the point where we'll look at somebody, well, you know, even though we're sinning, right? We'll say, well, at least it's not like that person. Mm. Look at them; their life is toe up. Look mm. at them; look, they out there, you know, killing and raping and, and stealing, and you know, but but yet you're you're sitting there doing a little small. Thing Things that you consider, but God right. is very specific that sin is sin, Amen. and it's all on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. Everyone's on the same claim. You know, your heart is is wicked. You need grace and mercy, just like the next person. And so we can't then come on some on top of somebody and and, and just forgetting all of those things where God has brought us through, right. and be like and be so harsh on individuals and and tearing them you know tearing their head off. But yeah, and we're still struggling with certain things in our own life. Mm -hmm. It's the old cliche of uh, of again you, you you get a little bit of knowledge and all of a sudden you're you it goes all the sin <laughs> it's something isn't it? yeah all the sin goes back to yeah, pride it, re it. it really does seem like the original sin is pride Mercy. and and here you know Jesus is telling us again to be careful of it he's he's got you coming both ways really he's saying you know don't judge others but also if you do it's because of your pride right. is why you're doing right. it. So right. I mean, making yourself trying to feel good, like yeah. at least I'm not like this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, the Bible is so amazing because, you know, in Second Timothy talks about this there for instruction and correction. You know, we all need to be uh, corrected when and, and, and this is why we should measure ourselves up with the Bible, really, mm -hmm. because you get exposed and you see how really horrible a person you can be or are. Right. And so then, you know, you measure your, your, your lifestyle and what you do, what you how you behave and what you think and how you operate or move about in society off of the Bible. Right. And you'll find some things that are not too good there. Mm -hmm. I know I do. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you approach somebody and try to talk to them about something they're not doing, you got to come correct. And you got to make sure how you talk to them, how you're letting them know that you should uh, uh, should engage in certain activities or uh, 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 shouldn't do certain things that you need to make sure that your lifestyle is measuring up to what the word says about you, mm -hmm. you know. So I ultimately, I always do this, and usually pastors here, so I can put them on the spot. I always ask, well, okay, so, and I do this in everything I do. I just mm -hmm. ask the questions. Ultimately, uh, why not judge? What's what's the big deal? Why shouldn't we judge? I mean, what, you know, everybody does it, so what's the big deal? Why should we not judge? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Romans 12, verses 1 through 3, and mm -hmm. it says... Uh, 
Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So our reasonable service is to just present ourselves to God. Mm -hmm. That's our reasonable service. And then verse 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world. Because again, like I just said, everybody judges. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. For I say through a grace, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And, and again, so I ask the question, you know, why not judge? And ultimately, our reasonable service is to present ourselves to God and then to preach the gospel well, if we're always judging people, mm-hmm. it kind of gets in the way right. of preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because, well, after, you know, you sometimes, I think everybody's been there, where we see somebody and their life is whatever it might be, and we think, well, they kind of deserve the judgment, yeah. right? And so we get kind of, we get, we lose our, our, our sympathy, our, our, and we just become displacent with people. And, uh, I, you know, again, I... We, we, for example, once again, we watch the news and we think, oh, that's, that's tragic. Oh, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we go on with our day. Well, what, have, what can we do to stop tragedy mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same time? Um, in, in, in my opinion, the answer is the gospel. It is Christ. Christ is the answer. And yet it's the hardest thing to present to people, too. Yeah. You know, uh, in verse 5, um, the, the, it says, Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam mm-hmm. of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly. You know, what do you think about that verse? Because the way I look at it is there's a process of removing your pride, mm-hmm. your your selfishness, sure. your judgment about people when you know that you're not right yourself. There's a process to do that. And if you look at... Um, um, in Matthew 6, uh, chapter, uh, verse 33, um, the, the Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, that seeking, you know, seeking after God is a continual process. And when we're trying to remove something that is, you know, that you, that we have in our life that we know that we struggle with and, and all these things. It's a process of re, of removing that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's seeking after God. It's actually praying, studying, um, involving yourself in in the process of of, 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 of study and, and fasting and praying. You know, remember the, when the disciples were trying to cast out that demon mm-hmm. and uh, and they couldn't do it, right? They come back to Jesus was like, man, what in the world happened? <laughs> Did you not give us power? Something went wrong. And Jesus' response to them was like, listen, some things don't come out easy. Mm-hmm. That there's a process to this thing. Right. You gotta make sure that you are that you gotta fast and pray and you have to so it's about a mindset, mm-hmm. really, uh, uh, of, of how to really seek after God. And then we would find that judgment of others. We would see a whole lot of mercy and grace in that thing when it comes to us. Amen. You know, uh in my in my devotional this morning. You're making me think that uh-huh. uh, Peter, this is in Acts chapter 10, well, before chapter 10, Peter, uh, he was preaching the gospel and he was healing people and all these things, but yet he still had a problem. And his problem was, we find out in chapter 10, is that he still was 
Jewish. Right. He was still very yep. Jewish, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to preach to the Gentiles mm-hmm. because the Gentiles were lower than him. Right. And so, right before chapter ten, there's a in chapter ten. There's this dream with the you know the mm-hmm. unclean mm-hmm. animals that come down. But before that, you're talking about a process. Before that, in the end of chapter nine. Uh, Peter goes and stays with Simon the Tanner. Mm-hmm. Now, a tanner is somebody who he tans hides of animals. Well, this was a very, uh, this wasn't a a job that the Jewish people wanted to have. Yeah. It was looked it was looked down, down upon. upon. Huh. And now, considering where where Peter was at, that he was in Joppa, which is right on the sea, mm-hmm. and Peter was a fisherman. Yet he chose, instead of making his own way, he chose to stay with the tanner. Mm. Peter knew that he had a problem. God was working with him. So right before that dream, he's staying with one of the lowest of the lows. Mm -hmm. So you talk about the process. In his application of what God was telling him, he stayed with a tanner. Right. he was healing people. Right. He was preaching. People were being converted because of him, and he still needed the lesson of humility. Yes, sir. And so, mm-hmm. so again, it just you talk about that process. You're right. I mean, there is just this this thing that we have to do where we we have to get rid of that human nature. Yeah. And Christ it talks about uh, you know God and His righteousness, Christ's righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not righteous. Right. There's nothing about us that is righteous. There's nothing about us that is holy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about that us that is good. Right. But everything is about he's good, mm-hmm. he's righteous, he's loving. Amen. We are not those things. Mm-hmm. The Bible says our heart is wicked. Right. It is we can't even trust our own selves. You see what I'm saying? So how is it that we can go and say anything to anybody unless we have been cleansed and we are righteous? We have this process of of God cleansing us and removing sin from our lives. Right. And so uh, how dare we go to someone else when we're still not trusting and relying on God for everything about our own lives? Right. And how can we then go and speak on someone else's life if we're not right? Exactly. You know, you know we were talking before we started here, and you had brought up uh, verses in First uh, Corinthians, mm-hmm. and was it First Corinthians? Yeah, it's First Corinthians uh, uh, thirteen mm-hmm. and chapter one. Um, you know, and, and, and when we're speaking of, you know, it's really all about Jesus, you know. And, and so when we come to someone, um, you know, like that, that what we were talking about, you know, really the person that we're speaking to or who is listening to what we're having to say, you know, they have experienced uh a horrible lifestyle from that point in their life. Mm -hmm. And so when they hear words, um, you know, the Bible talks about conviction, right? They can be convicted of sin, Mm -hmm. convicted of wrongdoing, convicted of these things. Only the Holy Spirit can do that thing. Right. We in ourselves cannot do that. Right. You know, the the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts man of sin. Mm -hmm. And so when it says that when you're delivering your message, um, and this is what this human thing we were talking about, how sin is the problem mm-hmm. and how we just don't know how to do things. <laughs> right. We just we just don't know. Right. And so the Bible talks about us being holy and all these things and, and how we think of ourselves. It said, listen, though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have no charity, I am become... 
in charity, meaning love, I am become as sounding brass mm-hmm. or tinkling cymbal. This is First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse one. And verse two says, "And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can remove mountains and have not charity or love, I am nothing." And so, who is loving? Right. Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Who is kind? Who is? Pay? All these attributes are God's attributes. Um, man does not possess those things. No, <laughs> we don't. Mm-mm. And so when we go to someone and start to talk to them and preach to them, we have to have the same character as God has. Amen. And I love how that puts that exactly yeah. where we can, it goes back, you know, we've come full circle, really. Uh, it goes back to Matthew chapter seven, where the Pharisees are telling them, do this, do this, do this. You know, uh, don't look at what I'm doing, right? But do this, do this, right, do just, this. Just skip that part. Right, exactly. Don't just look let at that what go by you. Yeah, exactly. And the the struggle of humanity is we can become complacent. Again, we know that um, you know those that are in the church. We know we hear these things. We know these things. Mm-hmm. They make sense to us. We believe these things. Mm-hmm. And yet, like you said earlier, you know, as, as human beings, we tend to get lazy and right. we start to get away from them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, we've come full circle as far as uh, it just becomes a clinging symbol. Yeah. If you're preaching and not living it, it just it just falls on deaf ears. Yeah. And the, I love how the pastor's been having a series about leadership mm-hmm. and, 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 and and what and how what that looks like um, in God and, and and follow. And he was always bringing that point that it's Jesus who is the one who is example. And, and, and we have to as humans, we don't we struggle. We fight. Mm-hmm. We fight things because we don't want to give in. To God's way, be we rather, you know, if somebody confronts us or hurts our feelings, you know, instantaneously we can come back at that person and want to get at them and and want to create our own narrative and and revenge and all these things. Mm -hmm. And God, you know, when I look at myself and I'm like, man, how many times (laughs) have I disappointed him in my lifetime? How many? Mm -hmm. I mean, countless. And, you know, when it talks about... uh, Grace abounding more, right? When sin is present, Mm -hmm. you know those are the things that we should be teaching someone. Listen, yes, yes, you're in this place right now. Yes, you're hurting. Yes, you're you're uh, a murderer or uh, uh, a thief and all these things. But the real answer is that Jesus is the example, and how. Um, the Holy Spirit convicts this person is the delivery of that thing of how God is working in our lives. We have to give our own testimony right. of how God brought us out of those things. And then the person is like, man, so he's done and experienced some things that I have right? and what I've done. And I can now see and have this tangible thing that I'm not higher than them in any way, shape, or form. And in fact, I've done some of the things you've done. Mm-hmm. But this is why I am the way I am today, because of what God did for us. Amen. And so ultimately what, what it looks like we've, we've come to the conclusion of is that our words and our actions have to be the same. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what Christ did. That's what God did in Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, join us next week. Thank you very much.